How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Hump Day Hockey Hacks, the midweek edition of the Apples and Genos Fantasy Hockey Podcast. This is Josh Hutchinson, and I'm very excited to provide you with some fun fantasy hockey content. Uh, now, you might be saying, Josh, it's Thursday. This is coming out on Thursday. Why are you called Hump Day Hockey Hacks? And I would say to you, it's 2022. People work shift work. It's not always a Monday to Friday, 8 to 4 situation, so hump day is different for everybody. I work shift work, and my boy John Binkle, who's here with me, he also works shift work. How are you doing, John? I'm good, man. This is actually uh, this is actually my Friday, so if you're, if you're yeah, really trying you to go. map it out. So, I mean, uh, it's a literary, let's, let's just go with it, you know? <laughs> and like it's probably most of the time gonna be Wednesday, but uh, uh, Wednesday or Thursday, uh, it's still kind of midweek, so we're we're gonna stick with Hump Day hockey hacks. Okay, um, I plan on Wednesdays. So, so. <laughs> are you? How's uh, how's it going, man? Like uh, your stars are killing it right now. Yeah, things are good in Dallas. Um, I'm really excited to see them retire Zubov's jersey on Friday. Um, it's yeah. probably going to be a, a big fall on their face game against uh, Washington. Every experience I've ever had when I've gone to see some sort of event for a home team, you know, if there's some retirement or celebration or whatever it is, the team always just is like, <clears throat> so yeah. um, I don't, I don't have high hopes for it, but that's, that's a true stars fan for you to uh, let them be on a heater and then come back home where they're supposed to be better and let them fall on their face. But personally, I'm really good. Uh, work's been going really well. We got the Evander Kane news today, and uh, my meme game has yeah. been super strong. So, um, what more could a hack ask for? You know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I mean, I feel the exact same way about the Leafs. I feel like they do that every single time there's any kind of banner raising situation. So, um, you're not alone there. Um, so, elephant in the room. Nate's not here today. We're on yeah. our own. It's pretty scary. <laughs> it's pretty scary. Yeah. This is. <laughs> uncharted territory yeah for sure yeah this is this is the first time we've been by ourselves and i'm drinking uh, on this the is job hump too. Day hockey hacks yeah there you go love it uh this is this is how hump day hockey hacks is going to be most of the time uh just the two of us um we may not be as analytical and mathematically inclined as your boy nate uh but we love hockey and we especially love talking fantasy hockey um, if you haven't already, uh, we'd love it if you gave us a nice review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or both for that matter. Um, it's, it's always great to hear your feedback, and it helps the pod reach more people that may be interested. Uh, and we're also on YouTube. We're actually streaming live right now. Woo! And uh, there'll, be a, there'll, be, yeah, there'll be a video archived on the YouTube channel that uh, you can watch at your leisure. Nice. All right, John, you ready to talk about some must-make moves? Yeah, yeah, this is uh, an active Our- time, so... I'm excited. Let's do it. Um, so the, this is a segment we like to call, as I said, must make moves. Um, now, we're going to bring up four different players um, that we've identified as players to either trade for, trade away, add, or drop. Now, we're going to start with their trade for player. John, who are you trading for right now? I am just absolutely sweating trading for Brady Kachuk. Um, I am super interested in, in him from the beginning in a, in a bangers league. Um, you know, he's a superstar that just pretty, do, pretty much does everything. Um, but with Bastleton gone for months, 
He's going to have a shoulder much larger load for a team slated to have the second highest number of games remaining. Uh, that alone is the kind of volume that that I feel like can make or break the rest of your season. Uh, the Senators have flashes of excellence on the ice, so I know that there is at least something there left to help him achieve that goal. Um, he's not going to come cheap, especially in a banger, because people already know what they have, and if they're paying attention at all, um, you know they've realized the disparity in in the remaining slate between a bunch of teams. So, um, just just a Canada team in general is probably going to cost you more at this point. Um, but I am really trying to. You have to buy on the expected return here. He is going to have to shoulder the load for them going forward. And I think they look better lately. I don't know if the the win loss is shaken out for them that way, but um, the play looks better. So he is my rest of season MVP. If you're able to move bench depth or picks or, or something to um, leverage your opportunity the rest of the season, I don't see a better target. Uh, only the Islanders have more games to play and nobody's got a bigger ask of them going forward. He is perennially at the top of, of Corsi four lists. Um, there's just massive talent there that, that doesn't have a better primed um, situation going forward. And I'm trying to buy him. Um, I'm probably not going to be successful because the leagues that I'm in, people are, are Brady buyers year after year. And they want my Matthew Kachuk. They don't want to sell on their Brady. But I'm, I'm trying. I'm hopefully bringing it up right now. And that will um, coerce them via listening this to, uh, to trade him to me. What do you think? Yeah, I'm totally. Is it worth it? I'm totally with you, man. I, I'm. I've, I was actually thinking this this week that uh, Brady would be a good trade target. I think um, everyone's waiting for that breakout season in terms of points. I don't know that he's broken 50 points yet uh, in the league, but just a shot machine, like you said, individual Corsi four. He's right at the top every single year. Um, he hits. He's a monster. So in banger leagues, he's 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 huge. He's um, in some leagues, he's a top 10, sometimes even top five pick uh, for people that are really into fantasy hockey and really into the advanced stats. Uh, and especially when you include hits in there, um, he is, oh, man. Yeah. He's a guy that like, if his, if he, if his shooting percentage increases even just a little bit, the volume that he shoots, um, it's, it, it's crazy. So th- this guy has untapped potential, um, first round pedigree he's uh, Ottawa yeah like you said they they go on streaks they're they're pretty they're hot right now I don't know how they're gonna do without Batherson um and that that is probably gonna hurt Brady's production a little bit um just because he he won't be on his line anymore uh but he's still playing with Josh Norris who's who's a really good player as well um I I think absolutely you go for Brady Kachuk um right now uh and yeah like you said it may cost you an arm and a leg but i think it may be worth it yeah i'm uh i'm trying to open up extra slots via via that and really seize the opportunity on him like i said probably not going to happen for me but if i'm anyone else i'm trying it yeah absolutely um all right who are you trading away so my trade away right now is matt duchenne um i think that the predators are due for a slide um They've tended to go on three and four and five game heaters. Um, he very much is a point per game player, but the peripherals are not really there. He's not really doing 
much of anything else other than than scoring those points with uh, with that top line. So I think that there's plenty of value left for him in the rest of the season. I don't think that if you're not able to to sell him that you shouldn't. But um, there's 38 games to play for them, so on the lower half of the spectrum here. And the next 15 are, for the large part, against a very strong array of teams that um, I wouldn't choose them versus. Uh, and I don't know that I would choose him versus another option at winger for, for your team in those matchups, right? If you're, if you're having to call it, you're probably going to, um, you know, a lateral move there trying to, to win a matchup. So over the next, you know, month of play, it's probably going to be a stock that's going down. And if, um, if I'm moving him, I'd rather do it now after another win streak, including a big point night for Matt, as we've seen, um, rather than later. So the Preds are a good team. He's a big part of it. I think that there was a true sell high player this year. It's definitely him. And it's probably definitely maybe right now. So if there's a positional upgrade you can make, uh, maybe take a defenseman that you, you don't necessarily love, but offers good production in lieu of that wing. Or if you're trying to get a backup center and lock down one category, or um, even just to schedule flip, a team, you know, on the plus side and get an extra five games, uh, without trying. Um, there's an upgrade you can make a lottery ticket you can buy. I'm pulling the trigger on Duchenne, even though I love him. I, I think he's a fantastic player and he surprises me on the stat sheet every night. Yeah, I, I'm, I totally agree. I I've been outspoken on, on this podcast, um, about, my criticisms for Matt Duchesne or my, not my criticisms, but my distrust um, and uh, not really wanting to jump on him. Cause I just feel like everything's a flash in the pan. And every time I criticize him, he proves me wrong in the points department. He goes yeah. on a hot streak. Um, <laughs> but I mentioned before, <laughs> like when we were talking about a uh, trade, away, I think we talked about him as a trade away guy, or I may have at one point, I can't remember. Um, he uh i mentioned that the window was probably closed at that point as far as far as uh your window to trade him and sell high i think it's back open again uh he's heated right back up so and like he said yeah the uh, nashville's played a lot of games um so if you're able to um, maximize games played in a trade where you you acquire a guy from i don't know the islanders i i don't really know if the islanders really have anyone that's uh, uh i've been like digging matt barzal I've been digging yeah, yeah, trying exactly. to find somebody, but but yeah, I don't see it there. Yeah, um, other than maybe Barzal, I don't know. I I actually picked him up in a in a dynasty league, um, but uh, yeah, I I would definitely be trying to trade Duchesne now, um, but yeah, like like I said, every time I've criticized him, he's proved me wrong. So I don't know. I don't know if you should trust me or not. <laughs> I, uh, I I nearly backtracked when just reviewing the point ledger, um, you know, just to just to see if my gut was was feeling good about it. But um, it doesn't look great going forward. And just like you said, we're we're probably going to talk about it again. Where um, he's disproven it again. But um, but I'm trying right now. I'm trying to find someone to to let me out of the struggle. No, I mean I think you're right. I think you're totally right. I'm with you on this. Um, all right, I, I'm going to talk about a player you, you should add. And okay. uh, that is Al, Al Ayafalo from the LA Kings. Um, so Ayafalo has been solid all year. 
He's got 13 goals and 27 points in 41 games. I'm not sure. I haven't checked the stats. He's playing tonight. I'm not. I haven't seen uh, uh, what he's doing tonight. Uh, which, but that puts him on pace for a career high 54 points. Um, and these numbers seem fairly sustainable for him. He's shooting at about his career average of 10.8%. Um, and he's shooting a lot more than he ever has. Um, he already has 120 shots on goal in, in those 41 games, which is more than he had all last year in 55 games. And that's good for 33rd in the league so far this year. Um, another reason I think these numbers are sustainable is that he's playing consistently on the top line with Kopitar and Kempe, uh, and he's on PP1. Um, he also plays a lot on the PK, usually with Kopitar. So if you have shorthanded points in a Cats league, um, he's he's a pretty good option for that. Um, and he also gets you a one to two blocks per game, probably because he's on the PK uh, pretty consistently. Um, the the only thing he really doesn't do is hit. Um, but he's been especially hot late, lately. He's had uh, seven points in his last seven games, and he's only 31% owned in Yahoo leagues. Um, so frankly, I'm, I'm surprised he's not getting a little more love. Uh, I know I talk about the Kings almost every episode, but they're a competitive team, uh, and uh, IFLO's got my attention lately. So, What do you think, Bink? I dig Los Angeles. Uh, they're what some would call a wagon. Um, I don't see any room on my teams for him in spite of the spike in, sh- in shooting. Um, I don't know that I can explain or, or disprove that. It seems to just be true this year. Um, whether this is just a, an outlier year for him offensively. Um, but the team is really solid, and, and you can pick and choose players from it um, from the top two and a half to three lines um, and, and find a reason that you want them on their team. Um, I should probably take another look at him as my top league has PK points, and I do really love winning a category one to zero. Um, that correlation between PK work and, and blocks is also nice. So um, that's a bonus. I, I think if you pair him with somebody who does hit uh, in your lineup, then then you're probably in a really good spot, and I don't dislike it. There are definitely other names on the Kings that I'm, I'm more excited about, that I'm paying more attention to. Um, but... I mean, 33rd in the league in shots is, is nothing to scoff at. Um, I kind of skate on my top-level talent and their shots and worry about other categories, so it's it's not something that I've been investigating. Um, but that's that's good information to have. He looks like a, a solid ad. Yeah, I'm not saying pick up and hold, but definitely, uh, definitely a streaming option, uh, especially if um, you're mulling over dropping this next guy I'm telling you to drop. Uh, and that is Oliver Bjorkstrand. Um, now, on paper this year, his stats are actually pretty similar to Ayafalo's. Um, so you might be asking, what's the difference? Uh, and yes, Bjorkstrand has the same amount of points as Ayafalo. The difference is in his last 12 games, he only has four points. Um, he, he, so he's pretty cold right now. Um, he sh- also shoots a lot less than Ayafalo. Uh, and although he's a regular in the top six, his line, makes, his line mates have been in total flux. He's currently playing with Cole Sillinger and Max Domi, but earlier this week he was running with Sean Corrali and Gus Nyquist on line two, which doesn't really scream offense to me. Uh, he also plays on PP1, but Columbus is 28th in the league in power play percentage, uh, scoring at only 15%. Um, Columbus in general is just not a team I trust, especially their forward group. 
Uh, they don't have many offensive weapons and don't score a ton except for the odd game where they beat Carolina 6 nothing just randomly. They'll, they'll just have like a crazy offensive outburst for no reason. Um, but there's, there's, it's, it's so weird. But there, there's a pretty large disparity uh, between his and Ayafalo's percentage owned on Yahoo. He is 51% owned compared to Ayafalo's 31%. Uh, but I personally would be dropping Bjorkstrand for Aya Follow unless Columbus has a favorable favorable schedule. Um, I I just think when you when you line them up beside each other, it doesn't really make sense for Aya Follow to be twenty to be twenty percent less owned than Bjorkstrand because I actually think he brings more to the table across the board, especially in cats leagues when you got blocks and shots on goal. So uh, what do you think about that, Bink? I think that's got to be 20% of just name recognition. I think there's got to be, mm-hmm. you know, 20% of the people out there don't know Ayafalo from from an AHL player. And they're looking mm-hmm. at OBJ and saying, this is a name I know, this is production that I remember, and, and I'm going to keep trying to ride this. Um, I'd take Ayafalo over OBJ any day of the week and even on a bad scheduled week. Like, that's my option I'm, I'm taking him in that option. If it's not Boone Jenner, I'm not looking to add in Ohio. And um, there are only certain scenarios where you're looking for Boone Jenner. And they're, they're getting slimmer as the season goes along. Um, he's really no longer one of those add drop players at this point. Um, OBJ is, I guess, someone that you, you would want to pick up, but no better than, you know. Um, if he's been on your squad this week, he shouldn't have been. He's drop city. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, we're going to play our little game called stream save sucks. Um, if you haven't, if you haven't heard us play this game before, basically what we do is we just pick a number between one and a hundred out of a hat. Uh, we look up three players that are that, uh, that are at that percentage owned. Um, and we have to choose between these three who we're going to stream, who we're going to save, or I guess hold, and who sucks or who we're going to drop. Um, this <laughs> don't take any, don't take too it much stock laugh. in this. We're not, yeah. we're not telling you to drop any of these players right now. Um, but, but, uh, compared to each other, um, it's just yeah. a fun game we're gonna play. It's a it's a three so, player vacuum. You got to take it in stride when when we say that uh, an all star player sucks. You know. Yeah, it's it's it is a fuck Mary kill game. That's that's the best way that I can describe it. Um, it's fun. So it's fun. Yeah, it's exactly exactly. So uh, our number this week, I think we're gonna do ninety three percent. So so who are we gonna talk about? So um, I looked up Yahoo's rankings for 93%, and um, I thought we'd talk about a Texas trio because it's topical and I live here. And uh, I want to talk about the stars when they're mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So um, so that trio is uh, Pavelski at 92%, Heskinen at 93%, and Hintz at 93%. So they're all hovering around that figure. Pavs is the ageless wonder being prodded by the, sweet, the speed and savvy of Hintz and Robertson. Um, Heskinen's the franchise's face of the future. It's primed for a bigger role if and when Klingberg gets shipped out of town. Um, Josh, who's who for you? Are you streaming Heskinen, saving hints, and, uh, and Captain America sucks, or what? Oh, man. I, I have a hard time saying Captain America sucks. I uh, actually, in the A&G, this is, this is my finest moment in fantasy this year. 
Not really. I mean, I, I was just lucky. Uh, but Joel Pavelski early in the year uh, went on waivers because he was struggling because Dallas just wasn't scoring. And I picked him up. Opening. And right yeah. after that, just went on an absolute tear. He's now top 10 in the league in scoring. Um, he does pretty what? much everything. Um, and that I like, honestly, he's one of the, he's one of, one of my best players on my team He's part of the reason I'm in first place in that league. Um, so I, I have a difficult time dropping Pavelski. I think this is really hard. Um, that line of hints, I have mentioned it before hints, Pavelski and Robertson is just ridiculous right now. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, I mean, this is just personal bias. I think I'm going to, I think I'm saving Pavelski. Uh, I'm going to stream Rupe Hints. And I guess I'm saying Heiskin and sucks. Like, this is a tough one. Again, like, that doesn't mean he actually sucks, but uh, he. Oh, man. I, I think there's there's defensemen that I would take over Heiskin in, for sure. Um, especially at that. At where he's ranked. I think he was. At the start of the year on Yahoo ranks, he was ranked 76th. Um, and in, at least in my cat's league, now, huh? he's like, uh, he's, yeah, he's like a hundred, 105 from what I'm seeing in my cat's league. It, he doesn't really like, he doesn't hit, he blocks a bit. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't score a ton of goals. I don't know. I picked, this is the thing. I picked up Heiskanen in, in prior years thinking that he was going to have like a huge breakout season and he just didn't get there. But like you said, um, it sounds like Klingberg is probably going to get shipped out of town. So uh, I think that opens up a bigger, a, a, like a much more prominent role for Heisken in there. So I, I think I'm still dropping him though. What, what are you, what are you doing? Uh, I think you have to drop Peskin in here. It's, I was kind of surprised honestly to see the ownership percentage as high as it was with his production this year. Um, not only in fantasy, but just on the stars in general. Um, they're not really a better team when he's on the ice. They're a little bit more aggressive offensively, but they're not really a better team. Like he's all over the place, but he's not an impactful player um, game in and game out like he's been um, in recent times. Um, with Klingberg going, I, I feel like the value is going to go up. But I also felt like the value was going to go up when um, they moved the pairing with him and, and Big Rig leaving via the expansion draft. So it didn't really turn out the way I expected to. And at this moment, he's getting massively overpaid. So um, there's a lot of stuff in flux in, in the defensive side of things for Dallas. So I, I wouldn't be betting on it, even if Klingberg leaves, that, that things get better for him. It just kind of seems like the state of the team and, and how he's playing. So uh, for me, I'm I'm going to stream Pavelski because I feel like the production on that line is really led by the youth. Um, I feel like Robertson is really kind of the hidden gem in those three. Um, Hintz is, is a just a phenomenal player and he's getting better as he stays healthy, but I don't, I don't ever expect him to stay healthy as a stars fan. I'm just assuming that he will be hurt soon, um, which, you know, as they're playing well, is going to dash our, our hopes and dreams for the playoffs. Um, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go Heskinen sucks and I'm saving 
hints, even though I know he'll be hurt and he'll hurt my heart. And I'm going to stream Pavelski while he's while he's just the hottest player in the league next to Timo Meyer. You heard you heard it here first. Miro Heiskinen sucks. <laughs> um, before we move on, since we're talking about the stars, can I? Oh, let's take a look at that jersey you got there. What do you got on today? This is an old school. Um, this is an old school blank practice sweater. So um, oh, I nice. got this from a buddy of mine years ago who just kind of emptied his closet. He was tired of having as many sweaters as I do now, and uh, he yeah, threw it you, in in a deal. Are you a Jersey so, guy? Oh, I love them. I love them, dude. It's a yeah. it's a wonder that um, my wife lets me keep them like hanging up in the closet, but. Um, yeah, too, too I, many. I'm with you, man. Too many. Yeah, I, I, I love sports merch. I, I've become w- within the last six months or so. I've I've acquired a lot a lot of jerseys. I've I've kind of just gotten into jersey collecting. Okay. Um, I went a little bit overboard in the fall, uh, so I, I have a few options. This is actually this looks like a star jersey. It's not. It's actually. I was like, wondering about that green. Hats. Uh, so uh, this is probably this is one of my favorites. It's it's a, it's actually a tie domey. Um, oh, nice Toronto St. Pat's from that they they've wore this I believe once. In, yeah, like, I only remember that happening once. Yeah, it was one of my favorite yeah. uh, alternate um, jerseys in NHL. Yeah, exactly. I, I used it all the time in EA Sports. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I I noticed you had some Jersey game the last the last couple of podcasts we did together. So I was like, oh, okay. I gotta show I gotta show off my collection too. So I'd like um, to that, I'd like to pretend that I'm wearing them just for the pod, but I wear them a lot when I'm when I'm just farting <laughs> around the house. So. Um, yeah, that's good. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I figured um, I'd honor uh, our, honor the '99 Cup win. Since yeah, they're retiring there you go. The yeah, the, the, I was gonna smoke cigarettes total... while we uh, we did this, but I figured my uh, my wife and my roommate wouldn't like that. So, <laughs> all right, man, let's move on to your segment. Okay, uh, so this is the eye test corner. This is um, a part in the pod where we just talk about things that we've actually seen with our eyes. I watch a lot of hockey. Um, I keep ESPN Plus in business. With my account, I'm, I'm watching two to three hockey games at a time. And, and a lot of times I'll go back and watch a game on purpose just to just to see what I missed and, and what the stat line showed me and what that, that meant. It's kind of uh, uh, Apples and Geno's strategy in reverse, I guess. I let you guys do the hard work and then I go back and watch the game itself. Um, so eye testing this week for me was an easy choice. I had to see the Dell cheapy on Batherson for myself and in the context of the game. Um, hockey gets pretty spicy and I wanted to see if there was a, a reason that he just sent him flying into the boards. Uh, there definitely wasn't, there was nothing going on. Um, I mean, there was, you know, barely any play going through. It hadn't been chippy. It'd been aggressive, but, um, there was nothing to it other than him just, just being a prick. Um, so I'm really surprised that he hasn't been like massively suspended for that. Um, Plus, I wanted to see if my outlook on Brady was well-founded, um, if, if there was really something, something there um, in, the, in the absence of Batherson or whether uh, they were going to kind of crumble and you could expect the production to go down. So I watched Ottawa play against Buffalo, um, and then I watched the previous game um, in Washington as well just because 
I had a little bit extra time. So uh, I got all the signs I needed. Uh, the Senators looked capable of flashing in the latter half of the year. Uh, I saw a lot of good things from Gaudet and from Ennis. Uh, they look like uh, a finesse team that seems to be playing better defense. They may have had to do more with the, the two opponents in, the, in Buffalo and Washington, um, but their defense looked pretty good, which was which was surprising to me. They were um, handling the puck well and attacking with it. Um, it was a direct contrast to the Sabres and Dahlin just kind of throwing the puck around. Um, so they worked well together. Uh, they have highlight reel potential. There were there were a few plays from from the Senators that really that made me say wow and, and go back and watch it more than once on the replay. Um, Formanton seems to be the community choice uh, among talking heads and in our Discord and on Twitter um, to be the person that replaces that production as they move forward. I'm not sold that they don't try and emphasize uh, something different. I think people are going to buzz more and more about uh, Tim Stutzel uh, as things go forward. He's not going to be 34% owned much longer like that's very much going to be um, a new narrative for them is kind of his emergence going forward with the extra time on the ice, I think, and, um, and the extra emphasis uh, on, the, on the power play. So as the opportunity is opened up on the power play, he or Ennis, I think, are primed to take whatever scraps Brady leaves behind. But um, I'm definitely expecting more from, from Brady. It seemed like he was on the ice even more than he already is all the time. So... Um, a side note about Matt Murray. Matt Murray looked pretty good. Um, he looked like Matt Murray that fooled you um, 18 months ago. You know, made you made you buy in back then. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, he looked good against bad teams and and really 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 bad against even decent teams. So uh, don't don't buy the hype on that one. Um, I shed a single tear for Matt Murray, but I'm I'm not counting on him coming back. Um, <laughs> On a side note about uh, about the Sabers, though, um, I think buying on Dolan or even picking him up for for an advantageous week could be a really good thing because they do not have a whole lot going on other than him ripping the puck on the power play. Like I saw him took take shot after shot after shot where he didn't have an angle. He wasn't prime. They didn't set him up to do it. He just kind of got the puck and was like, "Okay, my turn to shoot it." So. Uh, there's lots of opportunity there, I think, for him if you're if you're trying to seize it. But I don't know that it's good opportunity. Um, I liked that he was aggressive. I liked that uh, Tage Thompson was really really aggressive. Um, but it seemed like they were falling all over themselves all game. So um, I don't think there's anything good there. And, and after trying to stream Skinner uh, this week, uh, I'm out. I don't want any. I'm I'm good. It's, <laughs> no more for me. What do you think? Anything yeah, yeah, uh, Anything happening uh, yeah. in Ottawa? In Ottawa, um, yeah, I I think you're right. I I expected Ottawa to be a lot better, a little more like like how they're playing now. Uh, but yeah, they had the COVID issues really early in the year. They've had injury issues. That's right. Um, I but they're about that. they're I, I think they're they're a better team than they are. And and like you said. Uh, uh, Matt Murray has been playing a little bit better, and tr- truly, they just have no goaltending. Like nothing, they, their goalies can't can't stop a beach ball. So, um, yeah, I guess I don't know. Yeah, Matt Murray's a guy that uh, maybe if you need a win on a Sunday, 
uh, and the Sens are playing like Montreal or Buffalo or somebody like that, maybe Columbus, um, then then maybe pick them pick them up for a win. Yeah, or uh, a, or a six zero uh, Columbus. Yeah, yeah, may, yeah. Or hopefully they don't they don't drop six on you. But uh, yeah, I, I I think I think you're right about Stutzla. Stutzla has been heating up lately. He's he's starting to uh, to look like that um, third was it third overall pick I think uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, I want to say it was third. He's starting to live up to that. Yeah, he's starting to live up to that draft pe- pedigree a little bit. Um, he, honestly, like some of his goals and some of the plays that he makes, even even sometimes when they don't end up in goals, um, he makes some amazing, he's wild, like, just ridiculous moves. That kid is that kid is is really really skilled. I think he's gonna be, uh, I think he's gonna be their best player in a couple of years. Um, so yeah, definitely keep an eye on him. Um, I just don't know. I I'm not sold on Formington. Uh, I don't I know see he's it been for like Formington. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been like a point per game the last uh, the last ten days, but I feel like the hype is kind of similar to uh, uh, to my hype about uh, my hometown hype about Ilya Mikheyev. I don't he's, know, man. Uh, I've been really... looking really hard at him since you said that, and he looks really good. The opportunity is there. Like I'm kind of I... trying to sell Marner now because of it, but kind of, kind of, I'm kind of trying to. Sell <laughs> I don't know. Marner. Oh, Marner's. Marner has looked really good since he's been back. Like he's as yeah. good as I've seen him in a while. So I I wouldn't be selling Marner. But um, uh, they're letting they're yeah, letting back to uh, Nylander eat uh, on the later lines too. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, I know it's crazy. And then so Mikheyev gets a bit of a better opportunity there. But um, yeah, as far as Formington goes, yeah, I feel like it's a similar thing where like he he's really fast, similar to. To Mikheyev, he gets a lot of shorthanded opportunities, um, but I, I just don't, I don't know if it's there. I, I, I feel like he's just, this is just a bit of a hot streak for him. He's never really scored a ton of points uh, in the NHL yet, so I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I wouldn't. I don't. Be, it doesn't feel like it for uh, me. I don't see anything special. There, I, yeah, so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be jumping on him, but Timmy Stutes for sure. Uh, I'd jump on nice. him. Um, if I'm definitely uh, yeah. gonna call him that. <laughs> uh, I'd be, I'd be jumping on Timmy Timmy Stutes. Um, yeah, that, that's about it. And l- like you said, like we mentioned before, Brady Kachuk definitely a good trade candidate. Try to acquire him, um, but that, I, again, it's probably going to be tough. Yeah, um, I'm, I I don't have high hopes, but I'm trying though. But I'm definitely trying. I'm. Uh, yeah, definitely worth definitely worth a go. So uh, um, we're gonna our, move into the mailbag. Um, we take questions in our, uh, in the discord with other 300 other hockey owners. Um, so we put a feeler out, saw what, um, people were thinking about this week. First question is from AvsFan54. I'm going to send this one to you, Josh. He says, Blake Wheeler's had an up and down few games and what should we think of him? Yeah. Uh, Blake Wheeler's a tough uh a tough one to figure out he's been hurt a lot this year um a couple different times he's only played 25 games um i personally uh had him in a dynasty league and uh, i actually dropped him i I didn't even try to trade him i dropped him um during one of his injury stretches because i just felt like uh i felt like he wasn't producing as well as uh as he typically does i looked into it and uh 
His his underlying numbers really aren't that much different um, than they have in the last few than they've been in the last few years. His shooting percentage is insanely low. I think he's only shooting six percent right now. Woof. Um, so so that's uh, that's probably gonna come up. Um, I I still don't know though. He's he's got twelve points in twenty five games. Uh, playing with Mark Shifley, who's also been really disappointing this year. Um, and Winnipeg just doesn't look good, man. Like it's, they're, it's, uh, I don't, like, I don't know what's going on with them. It seems like everybody in Winnipeg has been that, um, that pointed topic of discussion. Like, Hey, what's happening with this player? Is there a chance that I should be moving on them? And this is going to turn around. I don't think it's their year. I don't think there's anything, anything left to, to feast on for them. So, um, I don't think I, so either. And even, even that's like the central division. Like I hate, I hate to say it because I, I, I've kind of, I've kind of been liking the stars lately and they're your team and stuff. But like that top four is, is pretty, pretty much solidified. A lot of the divisions, like the East is essentially the top eight teams, like anything can happen, but the top eight teams in the East are pretty much solidified at this point. Like there's, there's a cavernous drop in points um, between fourth in each division and the rest of the teams in the division like it, it it's very clear cut um the central is very similar uh the pacific is pretty up in the air i think vegas is probably going to take it but everything else is just completely completely up in the air especially with edmonton and calgary playing way less games than everyone else um but uh anyways i'm kind of off off track now but blake wheeler i i uh He's a tough one. Yeah, definitely. He he's had injury troubles in the past. He just and when I watch him, and this is this is a bit of an eye test situation. Like I know I'm not bringing you the underlying stats here, but he just doesn't look the same. Like he 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 looks like he's slowed down. I I used to be really hype about Blake Wheeler, um, even as early as his days in Boston, because um, I felt like uh, back then when he came into the league, he was a big guy that had tons of speed. Um, was hitting everybody. He was just like so active on the puck all the time. And I was like, this guy is, this guy is underrated. This guy is going to get really good. And he did. Um, but I, I feel like, uh, the magic has kind of, has kind of disappeared a little bit. Um, and Winnipeg, like, like we said, I, I, I just don't know that they have it this year. So, uh, I, I would, I, I personally, I will say that I have dropped him uh in in some leagues and that doesn't mean that you should um because i do think that his shooting percentage probably will go up but i think you probably should i think you should i i don't even have to that's to to despair over it yeah i think you should i think you should drop him and and not look back and and um and treat winnipeg like you treat columbus and just let it be somebody else's um you know dart throw that day um so yeah Question uh, number two for us this evening is from, I hope I'm saying this right, Avogadro Toast. Uh, He wants to know, she wants to know, uh, any news on Alec Martinez? When is my man coming back? Um, So day-to-day for Alec Martinez, uh, he is wearing a contact sweater and skating. um, Has been since Sunday. Um, 
DeBoer says that um, it could be any day now. He really is truly day-to-day. I would expect him to come back uh, in the latter portion of the road trip. So he's going with them. The injury wouldn't really, you know, like linger. So when he's ready, he's ready. So they need him clearly because they're um, just a terrible team defensively right now. Uh, I don't know why they would hold him out any longer than they absolutely have to um, trying to shake things out in that division. Uh, like you said, they're probably the ones that are just going to walk into it, but um, but they definitely need him to do that. So I don't know what's keeping them with the injury. I don't know why that that would take, you know, another day or two or, you know, it's not a soft tissue injury. So um, when he's ready, he's ready. And I would expect him to be ready like right now. So, if you're um, trying to pick him up, Avogadro, I would pick him up. If you're trying to find a spot on your roster for him, it's it's coming really soon. So uh, be ready. Uh, so question number three from Frantoma. Why is Kane's shooting percentage so low this year by golly? Um, I had to do that verbatim because it actually says by golly. So you know that they're very upset when, when mm-hmm. it says by golly. Um, I think the the short answer is because they kind of stink. Um, and when you stink, you end up with the puck less. So um, he's got less opportunity to actually take, um, take a view at the goal and fire it off. And I also think that Kane knows the only bread getting buttered in Chicago is Debrinkets. If they want to win any games... So uh, he's probably feeding him the puck over and over and over again, um, and thus the assists. So there's only one game in town in Chicago, and it's to bring it, and there's, there's only one person with the skill to get him the puck in those scenarios, and that's Kane. So if you yeah. want assists, get Kane. If you want anything else, pick anyone else. Yeah, uh, I'm with you there. So uh, question number four is actually um, a general question because there were quite a few questions in a row regarding St. Louis goaltending. Um, so I figured I would just jumble it up into one mash of, of how you feel about the situation in St. Louis and goal. I know that um, y'all addressed it on the 10 trends, um, you know, lightly what's what's happening down there. But how do you feel about it? What's what's your view on the St. Louis goaltending um, in the short term and in the long term? Um, I mean, in the short term, Vili Huso is, is definitely the number one right now. Um, he's starting again tonight, I believe. Um, or at least I think in you're the right. Game. I'm pretty uh, sure you're so right. Yeah. That's, I think, yeah, tonight. uh, that that's, I think five out of the last six games that he started. Um, and the only game Bennington started was the second half of a back to back. So it's looking like Huso is the starter, uh, for the foreseeable future and, and well-deserved. He's been amazing this year, um, yeah. considerable, considerably better than Bennington. Um, and they're going to need good goaltending. Cause like I said, um, on previous podcasts, they're actually, uh, they, they give up a lot, uh, St. Louis, they give up a lot defensively. So they need, they need, uh, goalies to make big saves. Um, Huso uh, was actually the more highly touted goaltender uh, in the system when both of them were were in the minors. Yeah, um, he was supposed to be the guy, wasn't he? He was supposed to be the guy when uh, Bennington won, went on that cup run. Um, when they needed a goalie to call up, Huso was hurt. So they called up Bennington, and he just went on that run, and then, like, 
it was That's what it was, wrote. right? Like he was supposed to go to the coast that year, apparently the East Coast, and he said no. <laughs> Martin Broder told him, "You're going to the coast," and he said, "I'm not going." I remember and, that. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was right around the the time he tried to fight the entire Texas Stars bench at once. Oh my! God. <laughs> that was that was the early days of me knowing that guy was uh, tried was to. A real, was a real uh, was a real Dell. It goes a real Dell. Yeah, a real Dell. Exactly. Yeah, they're two peas in a pod. Those two. Um, but uh, yeah, Huso. I, I. It it seems like maybe he's actually reaching his potential, and and um, Bennington is regressing the way that maybe he was supposed to. Um, I don't think. I don't think Bennington's. I don't think Bennington's a bad goaltender. I just think Huso is potentially better. So. Um, if for the short term, he's definitely the starter. In the long term, he I mean, like he, may, he he may be the guy. Yeah, you you may be. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to speak I... too prematurely, but but I think you may see uh, maybe in the off season. Probably not. Probably not at the trade deadline. But maybe in the off season, if Huso uh, keeps this up, I think you're you're hearing trade rumors about Bennington. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that that would be a significant upgrade for Bennington to be on their team when he's clearly he's clearly not not the not the guy in St. Louis at this point. So yeah. that being said, he is a fiery guy with a chip on his shoulder, so uh, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he if he wills that into that does sound like success. Edmonton right now. That does sound like Edmonton right now. Yeah, it, it's they're getting true. a little fiery a- up there. They definitely need a guy like that. Um, I I don't know if they can make the money work. Uh, I think he makes about six million a year, so that's a that's yeah. They a, paid him way too much. That's a tough one. That's a tough one, and he's he's got a contract for a long time. I think Flurry is probably a better option for Edmonton, but um, Bennington. Uh, I uh, I think if you're looking for a stream option, because I think his percentage owned is going to start going down very soon. Um, he may be a good streaming option on the second half of a back-to-back because like I said, he's going to try to get back into that starting position because you know, he believes that he's the number one guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's he's just the attitude that he has. Listens, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's going to, if he's going to use that rage positively because you've seen him use it in ways that are inefficient and just don't work when he's like trying to fake fight. I don't know. It's kind of efficient team. to try and fight the whole team at once. You don't have I to guess, fight them one by one. Yeah, maybe maybe if you're actually going to fight them, not just like <laughs> like hide behind oh. your your guys. But that guy's anyways, so St. He, Louis. Yeah, it's it's. I'm not not a Bennington fan in that in that way. But but he has used anger to fuel him positively in the past. So we'll see. I I don't know. I think he is definitely a good streaming option because St. Louis is a good team. So yeah. They're a very good team. I don't think you can go there wrong go. with either one of the the St. Louis goaltenders, but um, but if I want one of the two, it's definitely Huso, emotionally and yeah, analytically. Hundred percent. Okay, yeah, gang. Hundred percent. Right, especially as a Stars fan. Ugh. Um, all right, gang. That's gonna do us for do it for us on our midweek work. Uh, we can't thank you enough for listening. Join us and hundreds of others in the Discord and tell us what you think about the show. Uh, drop us questions for next week's mailbag. Uh, you can all shout us also shout us out on Twitter. I'm at at Binklemania. Josh is at JustJoshin41. And Nate at Apple 
Geno's on Twitter with your best hockey content. We love retweets. Uh, please retweet us, and we will do the same for you. All right, Josh, say good night. Good night. Good night, world. <laughs>